Welcome to the Morning Star Show with Super Sly 75. You're listening to OnTheWakeUpRadio.com. Sign up for OTWTube.com, uncensored free speech platform. Shout out to our super producer, Cindy Ashby. All shows are live on TheWakeUpRadio.com. Catch replays on SoundCloud, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, iTunes, Spotify, and iHeartRadio, as well as otwtube.com. And now back to your host, Super Sly 75. What up? What's up? What's happening? Quick stream, um, because I gotta be over uh, on uh red sings the blues in an hour and a half so what we're gonna do today is go over travis rudolph's questioning under defense and then tomorrow we'll go over his questioning under cross-examination but in this i want to point out everything and i mean everything this man did wrong now I believe he will beat this murder charge. I first mistake, I believe the DA overcharged him. I believe the DA overcharged Travis Rudolph. He should not be charged with murder. I'm thinking if there's a murder to manslaughter, involuntary manslaughter, stuff like that, to they I said I sincerely believe they overcharged him with murder. And if you if uh <sighs> the state's uh witnesses the, the four guys and, and the Dominique chick. No, this was not a murder case. This is an involuntary manslaughter, manslaughter case. I believe Travis beats this murder case, but let's go over his testimony under defense. And he missed or he ignored so many red flags with this woman. The red pill is not real. So when you come online and y'all talk this red pill stuff and then you go out in the real world and you see guys like Travis Rudolph get jammed up over a woman that he should have not dealt with or had limited dealings with, the red pill is not real. Secondly, please stop this silly myth that black men don't protect black women. You had four guys willing to risk their lives over one of their buddy's sisters just on GP. Okay, one text message from this chick to her brother, go shoot his shit up, and four guys are at this guy's doorstep ready to defend this black woman. Please stop this nonsense. Y'all sound silly at this point. Yeah, man. So let's get right into it. We're going to point out everything that Travis Rudolph did wrong. He, it's his fault he's in this jam. It's his fault. Now, y'all can sit here and say it's Dominique. She the one sent the dudes to his place. No, no. Travis had plenty of opportunities to leave this woman alone. Here's the worst part about this entire case. This took place in April of last year. He was supposed to leave for the CFL in May. Okay. This is the worst part about it. He was supposed to leave for the CFL in May. This shooting took place in April. This is his fault, but let's go. Let's get into it. Let's get into it. Let's get into it. Everybody's in the house. 
Shout out to everybody's Akiba. RC, K2B2, V-Boss, Conspiracy. Listen, as, as, as much as I want to feel bad, Nicole B here, Marco D, uh, Domenis, as much, as much as I want to feel bad for Travis Rudolph, I don't feel bad for Travis Rudolph. All right? Should have left this woman alone. Uh, should have left this woman alone a long time ago. Hey, what's happening, Carrie? Hey, 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 Tony Chanel. All right. Okay, let's get into it. Let's get into it. Now, this is him under defense. We're just going to cover this defense, and then tomorrow we'll come back and cover him under cross. But this is him under defense. Okay, let's get right into it. Let's get right into it. Football was, I was five years old. Did you play other sports as well? Yes, um, I played basketball and I also ran track in high school. Did, did you excel in, in, in athletics? Yes, I did. You got a scholarship to uh, college? Yes, I got a scholarship to go to Florida State University. They pay for your full education? Yes. All right. When you went to Florida State, uh, where, where is that located in case somebody doesn't know? That's in Tallahassee, Florida. All right. And when you went there, um, why did you get a scholarship for what? Uh, I got a scholarship for playing football. Um, I did exceptionally well in high school, and that was a school that I ch chose to pick. Did you have offers from many different, different Yeah, Yes, I also had like 32 other offers like throughout the country. Uh, did that something you, you had to work hard for? Or did it just come natural, or you tell us? Uh, definitely made sacrifices, worked hard. Um, I remember like it was yesterday, I was actually taking time off on the weekend to train with my basketball coach. All right, how about football? Did you Was that a full-time endeavor, even in college? Yes. <clears throat> Did there come a time that uh, you played professional football? Yes. Where was that? Uh, in 2017, I signed with the New York Giants as an undrafted free agent. And in um, 2018, I signed with the Miami Dolphins. Did something else happen in 2017 that rocked you and your family's world? Uh, yes. A week before the draft, my father was tragically killed. Oh, no. Listen, he did right by taking a stand. He did, he did an awesome job on the stand. The, 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 the prosecution tried to press him, but we'll cover that tomorrow. But I know he did, he did good on the stand. Excellent witness. He did very, very well. Let's go. He said it was accidental killing, but yeah. All right. He was shot in the head? Um, I believe he was shot in the neck, and he was, like, paralyzed, and pretty much they said he was going to be a vegetable if we kept him on the ICU. Okay, and he passed away shortly after? Yes. Was that obviously traumatic for you? Most definitely. Did your mom become a different person? Yes. And everyone in your family traumatized, obviously? Yes. All right. Uh, did there come a time where you came Shout back? Shout out to Walt Diddy, a.k.a. Sigma Lifestyle. Yes. Never um, testified, that was after I had torn my ACL with the Miami Dolphins, so wait, wait, wait. I had... Well, Diddy, you think, he's, you think he's guilty? You don't think he beats this case? I believe he beats the case. I, only because they overcharged him with murder. And this was not a murder. He didn't try to... He didn't, murder means intent. Right? So if his actions were based in defense, even though once the threat was neutralized, he took the fight on to them, I still... Going, if I'm on the jury, I'm having a hard time trying to convict, uh, convict this guy of, of murder. Manslaughter all day. He should be charged with manslaughter. He should do time for manslaughter. But murder, I, I don't think the, 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 the state gave himself enough wiggle room. I, th I think they overcharged him for the, for the murder. I think he beats the murder, right? Um, yeah, yeah. Let's go. Signed with the Miami Dolphins, and the same day I signed, we had practice, and unfortunately I had tore my ACL during practice. And did you get surgery for that? Yes. ACL is, what is that? That's, uh, it's in your knee. So pretty much I tore my ACL, and I partially tore my meniscus as well. What, what position uh, were you playing in college? Wide receiver. And for people that don't know, if they don't know about football, what is, what is that generally? What do you do? Um, pretty much you're, you're designed to catch the football and score touchdowns, really. So pretty much you have the quarterback. And he throws the ball to you, and as well as you block too, 
the guys are running backs or whoever catches the ball or run the ball when it's their turn. Can you tell us how many hours you would spend every every year practicing? Uh, countless hours. I can't even keep count, to be honest with you. Um, when you when you play football, um, were you very are you very fast? Yes. Very fast reflexes? Yes, sir. Uh, even growing up in school, were you pretty much very athletic? Yes. <laughs> most of your friends? Most definitely. Okay. So you come back from New York and move back to Florida? Yes. And the same day you got injured, uh, you tore your ACL? Yeah, so pretty much um, when I was with the Giants the following year, which was 2018, uh, I got cut um, from – You basically you have to work out and try out to make the team again, and I got cut from the Giants. So shortly after that, I came back home, and uh, after that, I was there for, I would say, approximately five weeks. And then on the fifth week, I got a call from the Dolphins, and they offered me to work out for them. That's when you got injured? Yes. And do you remember when that was approximately? Um, I believe it was October 10th was the day I tore my ACL and I worked out for the Dolphins. And and w when you tore your ACL, you said you got surgery? Yes. So pretty much after um, I tore my ACL, uh, they set up a plan where basically I had to basically, it's like a pre-rehab pre type thing before you actually get the surgery because they said it's better for you and then you'll get better results after having the surgery. So I pre-rehabbed for two weeks and after the two weeks I went and got surgery in Pensacola, Florida. And was that paid for by the NFL? Yes. They, they gave you insurance? Yes. And did you also do rehab? Yes. Did there come a time when you uh, started playing football again? Uh, yes. Well, I was just pretty much rehabbing until I got the opportunity. Uh, eventually, I had. So we have to paint him as a sympathetic figure. We have to, you know, show the jury he's not a killer. He's not a murderer. Right? He's a human being. And he's a good guy. Good basic overall background. He went viral a couple years ago because... Uh, when he was with Florida State, right? I think it was Florida State. They visited some schools, and there was a little white boy who had autism sitting in a lunchroom by himself. Travis went to go have and sat down and had lunch with the little white boy, and it went viral. And that same white boy is in the court today supporting Travis. Got a contract with the Canadian Football League with Winnipeg Blue Bombers, so that's pretty much what was going on. Was that your path to get, try to get back in the NFL? Correct. And did it come easy getting back, trying to get into the Canadian Football League before the NFL? Is it something you have to work at? It's something you have to work at. Um, nothing comes in, nothing in life comes easy, especially at a professional business. So uh, pretty much I rehabbed, and I was just staying ready so I don't have to get ready. Did you uh, also have an agent helping you with this? Correct. When you, what, do you, what do you do? Like, Can you give us, uh, let's say, just March, February, March, April, well, before this incident happened, what were you doing to – to get ready to play football again? Um, during, like? So during my, my rehab process, uh, I started off rehabbing. It was like probably a block and a half, not a block and a half, but two blocks away from like where my house was. It was on North Lake. And uh, I basically started off just the beginning process where basically you gain your strength and your flexibility back. And then after that, I learned, I later like basically worked with athletics rehab. That's down, um, down south in like Fort Lauderdale, Miramar area. And um, just five days a week pretty much. And then... Later on, like pretty much going through this process of signing with the Canadian Football League, I started working out at Perform. That's in Miami with my best friend. What is Perform? What's that? Um, it's pretty much they train like the NFL players. You know what I'm saying? Even UFC fighters are going there to train. So it's pretty much just working on your craft pretty much. And your best friend, is he an NFL, NFL player? Yes, sir. Let me see. Um, Tony Snow. Uh, I feel you for saying Tra Travis Rudolph is wrong because if you try to cuddle him and act like he done nothing wrong, uh, men are going to learn from his mistakes. But he shouldn't go to he should go to jail for manslaughter because somebody's dead.
by his hand. Regardless, once again, he's not guilty of murder. He is definitely guilty of manslaughter. Travis Rudolph should go to jail for manslaughter because somebody died by his hand. And at the time of that person's death, they were no longer a threat. They were on the run. They were in a defensive position. He was the aggressor. This is why I believe that the state made a huge mistake by overcharging him with murder. But I could be wrong. Let's continue. Vikings? Yes, sir. Were there other players that you know that are professional players that are friends of yours? Yes, sir. Okay. And that's who you associated with, obviously, throughout college? Correct. And afterwards? Correct. All right. So during the time period, uh, you said it was a full-time job pretty much getting back? Yes. Did you have to watch what you ate also? Yes. Well, let's, let's go back and talk about uh, someone named Dominique Jones. Can you tell us uh, approximately how long you knew Dominique Jones before April 7th of 2021? Now, here's everything. This is why it's pretty much his fault why he's jammed up right now because of this woman. And let's listen to all the red flags he ignored or overlooked dealing with this woman. Let's go. Uh, I'll say I knew her for about a year. And what was your relationship? Uh, can you characterize it? Not after this incident, but I'm talking when you first met her the first couple of weeks, first few months. Can you characterize your relationship with her? Um, I definitely had a lot of love for her. Uh, we was dealing with each other, but we wasn't officially girlfriend and boyfriend because uh, I told her pretty much that I wanted to take my time and really getting to know her because everything starts off good and glamour until something hits the fan. So I was taking my time with actually getting to make her my girlfriend. But your lingo may be a little different than mine because you're a different era. What, what does that mean, making someone your girlfriend? I mean, I, that's like an official title, you know what I'm saying? So technically speaking, I still can do me. When I say do me, that's mean talking to other girls, you know what I'm saying, texting. Or, yeah, that's pretty much it. Do you see why Ebonics and slang don't work in the real world? Do you see why Ebonics and slang doesn't work in the real world? People don't understand what the hell you're talking about. But let's continue. Were you ever officially boyfriend or girlfriend? No. Never? No, never. Was she upset with you that that wasn't happening? Yes. I mean, I remember countless times she would break down crying to me, like, why you won't make me your girlfriend? And I told her there's no timetable on making her my girlfriend. And um, that was just my opinion on things because I feel like it's really not no time. She was with me pretty much every other day, so. All right. Did, was your career in football and athletics, was that more important than having a full-time relationship? Yes, most definitely. I was mainly focused on myself. I wanted to get back on my feet. I still had my dreams to go back and play football, so. Do you know how Dominic was support Dominic was supporting herself there back in when this case occurred? No, not to my knowledge, no. Yeah, no idea. No. Did she work as far as you knew? No, I don't think she worked. She said that uh, she paid for everything in your relationship, is that true? No, that's false. So we already established early that he spent a lot of money on her. He didn't know what she was doing to earn income. Jeez. Okay, let's continue. Um, was she the kind of person that liked expensive gifts? Yes. Did you do that four times? Yes, a couple times. Whatever you could afford. Right. Were you having some financial problems uh, after you got injured? Yes. Tell us about that. Um, just the, the funds was getting low pretty much. I mean, that's just what it was. Like, I wasn't receiving any paychecks from the NFL anymore. So, When you when you received your uh, first contract, did you buy anything? Uh, yes, I, I, I bought a BMW uh, X6. X6. It was a 2017 BMW X6. What is that? What kind of car? Um, it's an SUV, BMW. That's the, the windshield she tried to smash with the brick. Everybody that gets their first NFL check, they buy that first large purchase, and that's why a lot of those guys keep those, their first cars. 
because that's the first big purchase they made with their checks. But that's why she went to try to bust out his front windshield with the brick was the, B, the, the BMW X6. That was his first major purchase. And that car meant a lot to him. But he'll tell you why. Does it have any kind of special paint on it? Uh, yes, I had got it wrapped. So pretty, pretty much I got it customized and I got like a car wrap on it, a matte black car wrap. And, and you paid for that car? Yes. All right. Yes, full. Is that the only thing you indulge yourself with? Correct. Were you and DJ helping your mom with bills since your dad passed? Yes, mostly my brother, though, at the time. Because you were still trying to get back into football. Yes. <clears throat> tell, tell us about, uh, did there come a time when you and Dominique had uh, any problems in your relationship? Yes, uh, it originally started from Valentine's Day. Um, she basically said that I did the bare minimum for her. Uh-oh. Valentine's Day, she claims he did the bare minimum for her. That's when, that's the, that's when it's time for you to leave. Well, let's continue. On Valentine's Day, so that's what was like the biggest start of things going downhill, I'd say. Was there any violence on Valentine's Day? Yes. Um, she was beating on me, hitting on me, just what she always do, pretty much. Was it different that day on Valentine's Wait, 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 wait. So this man was in an abusive relationship. He was, he was an abused person in a relationship. Let's run that back. <laughs> Red flag. This y'all would drag a woman for staying with a dude like this, right? If a woman's getting her ass beat, y'all would drag this woman to hell. Be like, "Well, bitch, you should have left." Why you? Blah blah blah. This man was in an abusive relationship. He was a, he was an abusee. She was the abuser. Uh, yes, I had got a wrap. So pretty pretty much, I got it customized, and I got like a car wrap on it, a matte black car wrap. And, and you paid for that car? Yes. Right? Yes, yeah, full. Is that the only thing you indulge yourself with? Correct. Were, were you and DJ helping your mom with bills since your dad passed? Yes, mostly my brother, though, at the time. Because you were still trying to get back into football. Yes. <clears throat> tell, tell us about, uh, did there come a time when you and Dominique had uh, any problems in your relationship? Yes, uh, it originally started from Valentine's Day. Um, she basically said that I did the bare minimum for her on Valentine's Day. So that's what was like the biggest start of things going downhill i say was there any violence on valentine's day yes um she was beating on me hitting on me this nigga got beat what on she valentine's always day. do i'm here i hear this from women i don't i've this is the first time i ever heard a guy say i got beat up i got beat on for valentine's day it's i'm not laughing at him but it's oh my gosh pretty much was it different that day on valentine's day yeah i, I took I it with her. she's beating on you on a constant basis mm, i don't know i guess I love her, you know, like she did have a significant place in my heart. So, I mean, I just stayed with her. Do you hear this? You hear this rhetoric? I love hard. And even though she beating on me and I still have a special place in my heart for her. This is, this, this is what you hear from women, you know, but it's rare you hear, you know, men speak out about their, their, them being abused. And when you hear this, it's like, man, it's a head scratcher still. Cause you just, Something you don't you don't hear a lot of, but let's continue. What, did your brother ever tell you that's not a good idea? Yes, he told me. Why didn't you listen to him? I mean, I just feel like I'm a grown man and I make my own decisions. You know what I'm saying? I feel like her good outweighed the bad. You know what I'm saying? Even after this situation, her good outweighed the bad. They're not her good outweighed the bad. Okay. That's time. After the Valentine situation? Yes. Did your relationship get a little sour after Valentine's Day? Yes. Tell, tell us why. What happened? Um, pretty much. I was pretty much like full time in Miami pretty much to work out. Why? 
Um, Cause like I said, I, my goals was making sure I was good first. You know what I'm saying? Like, yes, I loved her, but at the same time, I, I wanted to make sure I was good and and kept pursuing my dreams pretty much. You got plans to uh, move in with this young lady and make her your girlfriend? Mm, no. I mean, maybe eventually no. if things would have went good, I guess. But during that time, I was focusing on going to the Canadian Football League and exactly. you know having an outstanding year and getting back in the NFL. Did you have any plans to invite Dominique with you to the Canadian Football League? No. I mean, we no. talked about her coming to a couple games, but that's about it. She upset with you leaving? Um, she said she didn't want me to go, but I guess it was just her saying that as if like she didn't want me to. You know what I'm saying? She's going to miss me pretty much. So you, you, you were with her for about a year. Correct. Um, so was she saying she didn't want you to go because she didn't want you to sell your career, or she didn't want you to go because she was going to miss you? Like she was going to miss me. Okay. Was she hoping you would make it back in the NFL? Yes, I mean, she used to tell me that she was like proud of me that I, to keep pushing forward and like working out and everything and pursuing my dreams. Right after Valentine's Day, what 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 happened after that? Did, did you stop seeing each other? Were you still seeing each other? What happened? Yeah, um, it definitely died down pretty much. It's like, um, she had surgery. I remember she had surgery, and uh, after that, that um, cosmetic surgery. Yes. What happened after that? Um, after that, like I said, I was in Miami. Um, I was staying with my best friend at the time, and I was working out at Perform. Once again, he had plenty of reasons to leave this woman. It, you know, I, it's once again, it's hard for me to feel sorry for this dude at the end of the day because let's go, let's go. All right, and was there any conversations uh, about her not trusting you? Yes. I mean, she'll text me and tell me that she just felt like I wasn't seeing her enough, and she thought I was in Miami, like, basically – Messing around with all other girls in Miami. Did she know your your best friend, who's also a football player? Yeah, she knew him. Um, did you still see her or talk to her during that time period? We we would text and like call each other, but um, when we first started, when we first started dealing with each other, we would see each other probably at least three, four times a week. But then during this period, I probably seen her maybe once that whole month. And during this time period, um, when you only saw her maybe once during the month. Uh, were you guys arguing or fighting or just not even really talking? Um, like I said, we was, like, texting each other daily, but it was pretty much dry texting. Like, just, like, the casual what you guys, what you doing, how was your day, things like that. Nothing real loving? No. You have plans to marry this young lady? Um, talk about that? No, we didn't talk about marriage. I mean. Here's the messed up part. You don't want to marry her, but you considered having children with her. Let's continue. We talked about like goals of like having kids and things, but we didn't speak on marriage specifically. You rather have kids with a woman than marry her. Okay. This is the this is the mindset of today's young folk. Young folk young folk don't see value in marriage, but they see more value in having children. That's perspective which you deem is more important, but okay. Dominique testified that you didn't ask her uh, if she was married. Is that true? That's true. You didn't think of asking her that? No. Were you shocked to find out after this case broke that you were dating a married woman? Most definitely. I was definitely shocked. What? Okay. And now this is a second, just third red flag that he should have left. So not only was she abusive, you found out she was married. And in your heart of hearts, you knew you weren't trying to be with this woman long term. So that's three red flags this man ignored. But let's continue. I didn't ask her about it beforehand. I mean, I just feel like that's something that a normal human being would tell someone, like that they're married. Like, don't make the decision for me, to, for me to deal with you or not by keeping that disclosed. 
What was Dominique Jones's relationship with the rest of your family? Let's start with Daryl. In your opinion, what was her relationship with him? Um, it was pretty good. But my brother, he's an introvert, so like it was more so like, hey, you know what I'm saying? What's up, sis? What's up, bro? Type thing. Did your brother DJ? DJ and Daryl's the same person, right? Yes. Did your brother DJ get involved in your relationship at all? No. Other than telling you, let this girl go? Right. You didn't listen to him? No, I didn't. How about your neighbor? Did, did you ever find out your neighbor? You didn't listen to baby bro. Told you to stop dating this woman? No, I don't even recall really speaking to him. Besides, like, when I would go work out and stuff, we would probably wave at each other. That's about it. All right. Did your brother ever tell you that your neighbor was uh, trying to send you a message to get rid of this girl because you guys were always arguing and fighting outside the house? No, I don't recall my brother speaking on But you remember your brother telling you that? Yes. More than once? Yes. Did you kind of tell your brother to mind his own business? I kind of just, like, brushed it off, like, whatever, DJ. Like, you don't know what's going on type thing. Are you and your brother close? Yes. Uh, how close? Uh, we're real close. Baby bro knew better. Shout out to Edmund for, thank you for turning the cash out, bro. Appreciate it. So not only did everybody see, a, but you know what? How many times, how many people do we know? Stay with the person. The more you tell somebody to leave them alone, guess what happens? The more they stay. We've all been there. I mean, that's my brother. That's my big brother. Of course. All right, so... When you see her on April 6th of 2021, you remember her testimony about the movies and yes. coming over and buying a, going to the liquor store together? Remember that? Yes. Tell, tell us what happened that day on April 6th. On April 6th, um, I remember. Let me just stop you. What was Dominique's relationship with your mom? I, I didn't ask you that. Uh, it, it was a real good relationship. I know her and my mom used to always have freaking conversations, like, daily type thing. Like, sometimes I'll be gone to go work out with one of my friends, and um, I'll come back and... Dominique would tell me how much my mom had told her about like her life pretty much. So it was a real good close relationship in my opinion. How about Dominique and your sister Terry? Was she close with her as far as you knew? Yes. They, um they had a pretty good relationship. I remember my Dominique used to call my sister and ask her like how to cook this special mac and cheese my sister cooks. So they were pretty close as far as you knew? Yes. Was there any, any problems that you were aware of, not the one on Valentine's Day, but any other problems that you were aware of between your, your mom and Dominique, your sister and Dominique, your brother and Dominique? No, no problems. Did you ever confide in any of them about your relationship, or was it something you kind of kept personal? Um, I kept personal, and then sometimes when me and Dominique had disagreements, I would call my sister for advice because I try to look at things from all angles. So, All right, so let's go back to April 6th. Uh, what were you doing that week, the week prior to April 6th? The week prior? Yeah, just in general. What were you doing the last couple of weeks before that? Oh, I was working out in Miami. Like I said, I performed. When you say you're working out, what do you I, I believe Travis is 27 years old. And and thank you, Edmund, once again for the for the cash app. He said this dude's mind is cooked. This man is twenty seven years old. Once again, the most important part of this entire case is the shooting took place in April of last year. Or twenty twenty one, sorry. And he was supposed to leave for the CFL in May. He was supposed to leave the following month for the CFL in May. This is his fault. Dominique is who Dominique is. She's going to be who she always is and will be. Your job is to recognize who she is and make an assessment, pivot, and get away from her and focus on your life. This man is supposed to be in the CFL on his way back to NFL right now. Okay, let's continue. What do you do working out? What do you do? Um, pretty much. So it's like it's a formula that's going on. So we'll go out there and we'll do 
like sprint drills. Well, I'm talking about the football field. We'll go do sprint drills. We'll do routes on there, throw with the quarterbacks. And then after that, we'll go to the weight room and do some lifting. How many hours a day would you do this? Um, it starts at 8, and I'll say it'll end at like 2, 2 or 3 o'clock, depending on how fast we're going. And that's every day pretty much? Yes. Well, well, Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, and Friday, it was like a schedule. So Wednesdays we had off. How about during the weekend? Did you work out too? No, the weekend was like uh, my free time pretty much. Okay. So April 6th, you remember talking to Dominique? Yes. You remember when you saw her before that date, the time before that? I, I don't remember when the last time I saw her before that day. Would it be days or weeks? Probably weeks. Okay. Okay, so he already established they were pretty much on the on the outs. He said it was weeks when he last seen her. Because this man, once again, is prepping to leave for the CFL the following month. All right? So, yeah, he's going he gonna to do the, the Homer Simpson fade into the bushes. And how did, how did that come about where y'all were going to see each other that day? Uh... If I remember correctly, I believe it was basically she said, like, she just felt like I was neglecting her and I wasn't spending time with her. Exactly. And like I said, I had a lot of love for her, so I came up with the idea that we should go to the movies on April 6th. So she made you feel guilty for ghosting her and doing the Homer Simpson, and you capitulated and fell into the trap. Okay. When you say you had a lot of love for her, were you also talking to some other women? I mean, I had other friends, but not... Talking on the level that me and Dominique was talking. Was was she your girlfriend back on April sixth? No, she wasn't my girlfriend. But explain the difference. I mean, I, I mean, see, once again, Ebonics nigga logic. Come on, it don't, it doesn't work. But even the white man is like, what do you mean? <laughs> is she is she your woman or not? It's like a respect level thing type thing. Like she was around my family. So, but as far as like girlfriend, in my in my eyes, I felt like I technically I'm single still, so I can still have other friends to talk to. But did you tell, even though she was, okay, let's continue. I have an exclusive relationship where you said y'all can't date nobody and I can't date no one. Was that no, we didn't talk about that. It's just, it's just more so like we just, it's a respect <laughs> thing. Just All right, was she checking up on you on a regular basis? Find out where you are and what you're doing? Um, rarely. All right. How about you? Did you do, you do that with her at all? No. You said she had your, uh, your phone, your passcode. Did she have it? Yes, I gave it to her. Why? Um, just Why? for her security, pretty much, to show like I don't have nothing to hide. So you, well, okay, but you ain't got to give her access to your phone to to let her know you had nothing to hide. If you're just honest and truthful to uh, uh, to her from Jump Street, like you're not the only one. And, okay, there there it is. There you don't owe her access to your phone. See, once again, five red flags. This is his fault, y'all. I'm sorry. Now, I, know, I know a lot of y'all want to be want to say, well, charge Dominique. She should be charged for sending a hit squad over there. I get all that. Dominique is who she is. This man had plenty of opportunities to pivot and get away from this woman and let Dominique be somebody else's problem. So here you go, type thing. And how'd that come up even in conversation? Um, I can't recall, but I just remember it was probably like a month or two months before this event occurred. Did you get her passcode or just she just had yours? No, I don't believe in going on the phone, so I didn't care to ask for her passcode. Wow. Right? All right, so April 6th, she contacts you, you contact her, do you recall? Um, I contacted her. And what was the purpose of that? Um, pretty much, like I said, I wanted to show her that I actually did care for her and I had love for her, so I just said, let's go to the movies. I had that love day off that day? Yes. So um, basically, April 6th was a Wednesday night, I believe, or Tuesday night. I don't remember. But oh, Wednesday you had off? Yes, yeah, so Wednesday is the day is off. So Tuesday night you can stay up later? Yes. 
All right, so you, you, how do you guys get in contact? Phone, texting? I believe texting. I text her good morning first, and then we was going back and forth texting. The prosecutor had some, some record showing you looked up a movie theater and the name of a movie, and then Great. they said you erased it. Do you remember erasing that? Yeah, I always erase things that I like to look up in my Google search just because, like, I guess in my head, that's like saving batteries, so that's, that's what I did. Okay. <clears throat> uh, okay, bruh. N nothing surreptitious or evil about erasing a movie theater or a movie, right? No. <clears throat> Did y'all agree on probably which movie you're gonna go see? Um, if you remember, I don't. I can't recall. You remember what time Dominique came over your home? Uh, I want to say it was probably because I believe that the movie was. Oh shit, my bad. Starting at seven thirty, so I want to say she got there probably like seven forty-five ish, something. After the movie started. Yeah. So. <laughs> Did Dominique own a car? You say what now? Did Dominique own a car? Um. Yes. What kind of car do you have? I, I think it was like a Scion or Sion or however you pronounce it. That would be a Toyota Scion, the Scion brand of Toyota. That's like what Saturn was for GM. Basically, Scion is Toyota's spare parts. You know, that's what that is, a Toyota Scion. Two-door, four-door? Uh, I believe it was a two-door. And do you know where Dominique lived during the time period you were uh, involved with her? Yes, from my knowledge, she was living with her mother in Delray. Did you ever go to that house? Yes, I have. Apartment? Yes. Remember how many bedrooms or no? Uh, I don't remember how many bedrooms. How many times do you think you've been there? I've only been there, well, actually, like inside the house once, but I've been there. He's only been inside her 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 house with her, where she lives with her mother only one time. You've been dating this woman for a year. Okay, if it makes sense to you. Probably a couple of times from like picking her up and stuff. Okay. Did you know her mom at all? Yes. Did you know her brother Kishan? Yes. You know, she said she had another brother. You know who that is? Um, I don't remember his name, but I did. Uh, I was on FaceTime with him one time. She she introduced me to him. All right. What was your relationship with uh before this uh, shooting happened on April seventh? What was your relationship with Keyshawn Jones? Um, I, I consider him like a little brother. I mean, sometimes we'll play video games and stuff like that. Oh, yeah. Video games. He's, he's like next to you playing a game. No, like um, basically it's like virtually type thing. It's like you can play online. You guys can like add each other as friends online and play the games through. Where he lives or wherever he's at, and you're where you're at. Correct. And did you ever see him in person and socialize with him? Uh, yes. Um, he came to my sister's wedding reception, and one time I had went to the gun show where he was there, too. Okay. Who, who was at the gun show? Um, it was Keyshawn, um, Sebastian, and then it was two other of his friends, but I don't know who those guys were. you remember when that was in relation to April 6th or 7th of 21? I can't recall when that was. And were you with anyone when you went there, or did you go there to meet them? I, or? I came there with Dominique, because Dominique, she basically was like, hey, let's go to the gun show. Keyshawn wants us to go to the gun show with him. And when you did that, did anyone buy any guns or check them out or what happened? Do you remember? Uh, they, we was checking them, checking the guns out, but I don't think anyone bought any guns that day. Do you own? Well, back in April, April seventh, uh, twenty one. Obviously, you had some guns. We saw. When did you buy those guns? Um, I bought those guns like shortly after my dad passed. So sometime around, just for protection. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's a dangerous world out here, and I have friends that you know what I'm saying are very, very like NFL and professional players. So. Like I said, it's a dangerous world, so I bought those guns for protection purposes. Did you also buy them for home protection as well? Most definitely. Did you have a carry concealed weapon? Yes. Most. <sighs> okay, once again. Yes. Did you carry a gun when you left the home on occasions? Yes. Which one would you, which one would you take? I would carry my, my handgun, the FN 5.7. And would you put it in your pocket? Okay, the FN Fabrique Nationale. I believe that's the, uh, that's a, it's a French pistol, right? The French company? Fabrique Nationale. That is an FN. The 5.7 uh, millimeter, right? 5.7 is really 
like really small and tiny, but it it shit goes through armor, right? Because of the speed it comes out, it goes through. It likes to go through soft armor. That's why it's so popular. Okay, let's continue. How would you carry it? I I have it in the holster and I put it in the middle part. Did you carry it concealed where nobody can see it? Correct. Did you ever have to use it? No. Did your friends know that you had it? Yes. Does some of them have guns too, as far as you know? Yes. How about Dominique? Did she know you have guns? <clears throat> no, not to my knowledge. Never talked about her or showed her? No, um, we talked about it, but she said she was thinking about getting a gun, so uh, she never mentioned that she had a gun. So. Oh, but did she ever see your guns or know you? Yes. Okay. <clears throat> and was your mom okay with you having guns? Yes. You feel more secure? Yes. How do you know? Um, we talked about it. I mean, at first she didn't believe in firearms, but then when I explained to her about everything, she's just more at ease with things. So, all right. Did your mom ever see your firearms other than this night that this incident occurred? No. All right. So Dominique comes over. You said it was about 7:30 p.m. Yeah, 7:45 ish, I would say. And what y'all do? Uh, so after I just thought that we can go to a later movie, which was going to be probably around like 9:30 ish, and uh, she was like, "Okay, uh, let's go get a bottle of liquor," and like basically chill for a little bit until we have to go to the movies did you go to a store to buy the bottle yes where'd y'all go we go we went to this liquor store that was basically like around the corner from my house and, and what'd y'all buy uh we bought a bottle of patron well she bought a bottle of patron and patron is what kind of liquor no uh, mr killer <laughs> and she mentioned something about uno and taking shots you remember that yes also about that uh yeah we played uno and um is that a card game yeah it's a card game so basically the winner Winner wins, and then like the loser, take a shot type thing. You know how many shots you had that night, approximately? Only a couple. How about Dominique? Yeah, a couple as well. Either one of you intoxicated? No, not at all. <clears throat> Do you watch your alcohol intake? Yes. You also watch what you eat, like calorie wise and health wise. Correct. Got to. Yeah, yeah. Of course she does. Of course she does. Was Was Dominique experienced any pain during this time period? Did she complain to you that she was in pain or injured still from the surgery, or what was her state of mind or the way she was acting? I don't remember her saying she was in pain still. I remember, like, right after she got surgery, she was complaining about pain. But I love how everybody avoids the obvious, what what kind of surgery. Clearly, she hadn't eaten a BBL. <laughs> but nobody wants to come out and say it for whatever reason, but okay. time when she was with me this day, she didn't say anything about pain. You something about you helping her for a week. Remember that? Yes. Is that true? Yes, that's true. So pretty much after she had surgery, I guess you have to, like, stay there for, like, a week or so. And, um... I guess she has to get like massages and all that stuff, and someone has to be there to make sure she used the bathroom and things like that. So yeah, I was there for that. So the massages—that's your clue, because you have to massage the uh, the incision area. You know, you put the cream on there, you got to massage and the blood flow. And okay, let's continue. So you helped her through that this <clears throat> week. Yes, sir. So you, you you weren't practicing or in your, your career you put on hold for a week. Yes. All right. So <clears throat> she comes over. You get the bottle. You're playing Uno. Anything unusual happen? Uh, at that point? No, not at, not at that point. I remember we was playing uh, music off of my PlayStation, my PlayStation 4, because I had left my, my speaker at my best friend's house. So I was on YouTube on my PlayStation 4, and we was playing music while I was playing Uno. And if someone doesn't know what PlayStation 4 is, what is that? It's a video game, yeah. You can play music from it? Yes, well, you can have, like, a YouTube app that's downloaded on the PlayStation, and um, that's where I play the music from on YouTube. On your TV, or actually? It's on TV. Okay. Yeah. So the actual PlayStation is like a little computer? Pretty much, yes. Is that, is that expensive, that game? Yes. How much does it cost, you know? Um, I want to say probably at the time it was probably like $300, Okay. So y'all just getting along fine? Yes. And this is the first time you saw her in many weeks? Yes. Where's your mom, do you know? Um, so I believe she was at Bible study during that time. 
She mentioned a little while ago she was with her sister. Yes. Your aunt? Yes, that's my auntie. Um, who's older, your mom or, her, or your aunt? Um, I thought I thought my, my auntie was older, but I just found out just the other day that my mom's actually older. So. Why, why was there a little confusion? They're twins. Yeah. All right, are you close with your aunt? Yes, I'm close with my mom. I mean my aunt. And how about your mom? What's your relationship with your mom? I'm really close. I'm a mama's boy. Are you close I'm with a your mama's aunt? boy. I'm a mama's boy. Dad too? Yes, I was close with my dad. Was your dad involved in a lot of your sports and things like that? Yes, he's the reason why I first started playing football. Um, I remember like it was yesterday, he uh, used to like, play catch, catch with me outside of uh, like yard and everything. Was your dad a former athlete as well? Yes, to my knowledge, yes. Sorry? To my knowledge, yes, from what he told me. All right. Um, how about DJ? Darryl, was, was he athletic? Uh, he was actually more athletic than me. It's just his heart wasn't into sports. He was more of a farmer and agriculture guy because he's like a country boy. So my dad, he's from Alabama, and, and uh, my, my brother, he's, he lives in the city, but he's really country-minded. He sacrificed himself to help your mom? Yes. You ever see your brother get into a fight other than the incident we're going to talk about? No. Never, your whole life? No. All right. And just because you play for the NFL, do they teach you how to fight? Like no. Uh, no, sir. You defend yourself against people punching you or kicking you? Correct. They don't do that? No, they don't. This is strictly football stuff, football related. You just, you're, you're watching how you eat. They, see, they basically, if you want to gain weight, they have a routine for how you can gain weight. If you want to stay the same, they have a routine for that. And then if you want to lose weight, they got a routine for that as well. Okay, I'm not trying to knock him. Not the most, not that he's not well-spoken, just I don't know. I'm not saying he's slow. But once again, this kid, he's he's 26, 27. He's not even 30. You know, he's not even 30. Like he's still trying to figure it out. Uh, so it's just strictly sports-related and football-related. All right, so you guys are playing the game, listening to music. What what happens after that? Um, I remember my brother, he came home. and um, you know where he was coming from? Uh, no, I didn't know where he was coming from at that time. He said he does some kind of Uber Eats? Yes. Does he do that full time? Um, I believe so, yes. All right. Do you remember roughly what time he came home? Or? No, I can't recall when he came home. All right, so what happens when he comes home? Uh, when he comes home, he pretty much parks in the driveway, which my mother was Good talking Lord. about. That's like the law that you can't park in the driveway. Uh, I felt like that was suspicious, so. I go outside and go see what was going on. Why is the law that no one parks in the driveway except your mom? I, I don't know. My mom, she used to always yell at us about that. Like, no, nobody parked in the driveway. This, this is my driveway. I guess she wanted to be closer to the door. So. Okay. All right, so you, you go out, you see your brother parking in the driveway? Correct. And does he call you out or you just go out? What happens? Uh, uh, basically, I went out there and... Um, Why'd you do that? You do something was up? Yeah, it just looked... It just looked like weird to me for him to be there and he kept going around the car and stuff I'm seeing it on a monitor so tell me about this monitor when, where, where are you when you're looking at the monitor so I'm sitting on a couch and then if you're in the couch you have the TV in front of you and then to the right like to the right like up is where the monitor is the TV behind you would it be up like that higher roughly correct how about in size is it that size smaller what do you think no it's smaller how much smaller can you tell us uh, just, I guess take a fourth of this like okay a fourth yeah like Imagine a square. So if it's like uh, squares, then just take a fourth of it. You ever see that in somebody's living room area? Um, no. Monitor like that? No. Um, why'd your mom have that? Do you know? Um, she had it for safety, safety purposes. Um, I remember after my dad passed away, she was really traumatized about that, and she was just like, "I'm gonna have cameras around the house because she knew I was in sports, and she just felt like DJ was eventually gonna leave too. So she just got it for like safety purposes. And 
Did you have any control over recording or downloading or how it worked? Did, did you, were you involved in any of that? No, I didn't have no control of that. Mom said you, she thought you and your your brother had the password. What's that about? Well, she did give us the password, and um, I guess it's an app to Night Owl or Ring Cam. I don't know which one it was, and she was like, "You guys can see it, see it on your phone," but I never actually like typed in a password or anything like that because I pretty much didn't care about the having it on my phone. You didn't have any app or anything for the Night Owl. I downloaded the app when she told me to, but I didn't like actually go into it and put in the password and everything. No. Okay. How about in terms of uh, recording? Was your mom involved with that and setting it up, or were you involved with that? No, I didn't set it up. Um, and honestly, I don't even remember who set it up. The police so. said that you had some manuals in your in your room, in your drawer. What's that about? Yeah, so basically we had this, like, modem that was in my room because um, I usually played my PlayStation in my room, and I was, like, complaining about the Internet. So she moved everything to my room, so, like, everything be there. What do you mean, computer-wise? Yeah, yeah, you know, it's funny, Carrie. My mom's the same way. Like, don't park in the in the driveway. Yeah. If she has to, if, you, if she got to sit there and wait, she'll call and be like, who's parked? Who's the car? My mom's the same way. Yeah. Yo, Edric, I thank you for the five on the cash app. I appreciate that. Uh, Computer-wise, just, I guess, like, passwords and everything for the monitor and all that. She just moved everything to my room, I guess, so things should just be in one place. Did you ever check the uh, the recordings ever on that device on the? No, I never, I never checked it. On the Night Owl device. No. Never used it. No. You ever go back and have to look to see if something was recorded? No. This was strictly your mom's. Correct. Right. You know if uh, DJ was ever involved in, in recording or picking out recordings from there? No, not to my knowledge. Did your mom have another camera? She said a ring camera. You know about that? Yes. You know when she got that? Um, I think it was after she set up the uh, the cameras that was outside. Because uh, pretty much how our door is set up, it's like a circle, but it's blurred out. So you can't see who was actually in front of your door. So I guess the ring camera was there to actually see who was actually in front of your door. So the night owl camera doesn't show you who's in the front of the door? Well, it does um, to an extent because it's like we got these poles in front of the yard. And uh, one of the poles, like if, if they're like to the side of it, you can't see who's there. Okay. And your mom got the ring because of that? Yes. Did you have the app for the ring, or was it just your mom, or everyone have it? Um, I think I think I had the app. I don't know. Ever use it? No. Okay. <clears throat> so, see, that's why you go I'm outside. Saying, you, know, you, you see your brother walking around. Park your mom right. Does what happens then? Um, he basically asked me, uh, Travis, what you think about my car? I got it washed just not too long ago. I don't think they did a good job, and um, I gave him my opinion on it. I told him they didn't do a good job, and I, I asked him why he didn't like go to the guy that I recommended him to because I had a personal like car wash guy. At that time. All right. And what happened after that? Um, after that, he was like, you're right, bro. Next time, I'm just go to your dude. Then I go inside the house. And what happens when you get inside? Um, when I go inside the house, Dominique's standing up with my phone in her hand. Uh-oh. And Uh-oh. she asked Here me, who's Skyla? Here we go. Skyla? Yes. K-A-Y-L-A? No, K-Y-L-A. K-Y-L-A, okay. And who's Skyla? Who is she? Um, that was a friend that, um, that I met in Tallahassee. And <clears throat> what was she asking? why was she asking you who's Skyla? Um, I, from my knowledge, she went through my phone and she seen me and Kyla texting each other. What was her attitude like? You say what now? What was her attitude like? Um, I could tell she was mad. Oh, how can you tell? It's just how she asked it, and then like I went to like try to reach for my phone, and she like kept it away from me. Uh-oh. So I can tell she was mad. Right. <clears throat> and what did you say when she asked you who Kyla was? Um, I told her let's go in the room and talk because I knew my brother was gonna come inside like shortly after me. So I was like, let's just go in the room and talk. You don't want your brother in your business. Right. What what did all hell break loose then? Yes. Tell us what happened. Please. Um. So the next thing that happened was okay. basically we go in the room. Um. She still was asking me who Kyla was, and then okay. she Facetimed her. And when she Face. How did she do that on your phone? Yes, on my phone. So listen, 
when they come on, God. Let's continue. Let's continue. The phone was working? Yes, it was working at this time. When she FaceTimed her, what did she do? Um, she angled the phone to where as if it's just me that called her. And uh basically she had it set up and I guess she was looking for answers or something. And um me and Kyla had a short brief conversation and then after that she was like, You ain't shit. Um, Dominique said that, I'm saying. Did you hang up the phone or did she let you? Yes, it, the, the phone hung up. She hung up? Yes. She was testing you to see who Kyla was? Yes. Why did you even participate in this? I mean, exactly. It, like I say, it wasn't nothing to hide. And it, I was just like, all right, you want to go do that? Do that, pretty much. Okay. So you figured no big deal? Yeah, no big deal. Is that the end of it? No, it wasn't. What happened then? So after she said, you ain't shit, um, I asked her, I was like, you doing all this? Let me see your phone. And then that's when she started spazzing out. She started hitting me. Hit me on my head, and how was she hitting you? Um, hard. Like she was like trying to hurt me. Why don't you hit her back? I mean, I don't believe in, in females. My mom always told me that. My mom always told me, this is Bobby Boucher. Well, my mama said the alligator, right? Jesus, man, come on. Oh my God, what are we doing? What are we doing? Okay, my mama, my mama said. If you ever get to the point that you want to put your hands on a female, just leave her. Just leave the situation. And are you defending yourself, like blocking her, or what are you doing? Yeah, blocking her. Like, basically falling up pretty much, because I knew she was mad. So at that time, I took it as, like, maybe I deserved it because she seen me texting her. You deserve to get hit? Maybe. I mean, that's how I took it. Maybe I deserve. <clears throat> okay, because if this were a woman saying this, y'all. What, 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 what would we be saying? Like, sis, come on, girl. No, girl, you don't deserve this. No, leave him, queen. <laughs> I guess because that's, like I said, it was just a respect thing at that time. So I just felt like, well, she felt like I was texting this girl, and that's disrespectful. So, How about a Valentine's Day? Do you think you deserve to get it done, too? No, not that time. Why didn't you just leave her then? Um, like I said, I love her, so. Even the white man's like, bruh, we could have avoided all this taxpayer expenditures you costing state money oh my god you cost your mama grief your brother grief you you done you done probably missed the window no no he's still young but you know it's not gonna be too many chances for you to get back into the nfl you keep doing dumb shit like this but let's continue i just her good i weighed the bad it's just that's just what it was good i weighed the bad yes. all right so she, she's, she's hitting you and uh using any objects or just her hands um well, actually, before she she hit me, I forgot to say this point. She threw my phone like and just like broke it. Like, wait, wait she throw it against something? And she threw it on the ground. Like I had like this like tile floor, and she In threw your it. Bedroom? On. Yes. And did you pick up your phone? And yes, I, I picked it up and like, man, you really just broke my phone. And how do you know it was broke? I looked at it. The screen cracked. And it's black and everything. Like you can't even like open it. You couldn't see the the screen at all. No light would come out. No. You know if it was still receiving calls? No, I don't know. I didn't think it was receiving calls because it's broke. Like, you can't even see the phone. You shut it off or there's no way to do that? No, I don't, there's no way to do that. Because how this iPhone set up, you got to, like, press the one of the side buttons and then the volume button, and then you got to, like, swipe the, swipe it on the screen. So You couldn't do that at the No, time? no. All right, so what happens after she breaks your phone? Do you hit her or does she hit No, you? that's when she started, like, hitting me and everything. And then in the midst of that, she had, like, picked up a trophy and, like, hit me on the top of my head with it. She hit him in the head with a trophy. One of his trophies. Okay, come, let's go. Full force or was it partial force? Yes, it was full force. And did you get injured or not really? No, it, I didn't get injured because I pretty much braced for it. I seen it coming. 
Did you try grabbing her and stopping her, or what'd you do? Yeah, I tried to grab her. Like after she did, I'm like, "Tommy, stop!" And then she put a trophy down, and then that's when she got her stuff and she was like walking out of my room. Did she act like she was injured and uh, she couldn't hit you or anything, or she's she pretty much pretty strong at that point? Yeah, she's pretty strong. Did you ever hold her hostage and tell her she can't leave your room and block her from leaving? No, not at all. Did you start raising your voice during this time period? Um, yes. Because uh, she's like, fuck you, broke-ass bitch, and uh -oh. you a fuck nigga, and all Ooh. things like that. Uh -oh. Some terrible things. Yes. Did you start saying some terrible things back to her? Yes, I yes. was saying things back to her. Okay, okay. Why, why were you doing that? I mean, because I'm obviously frustrated that it even got to the point where she broke my phone. Like, there's one thing that you're hearing me, but you broke my phone. Like, I don't think that was right. Did the fight spill out of the room? Yes. And what happened after that? Um, I thought she was leaving, but... When she came out of my room, this, she she makes a right. That'll be where my living room is. And uh, she goes to my PlayStation 4 and picks it up and slams it and breaks oh, that. Oh, she broke the PS4. Lord, why? Why? Did the police ever take that or, or take pictures of it to your knowledge? Not to my knowledge, no. It's completely smashed? Correct. Did you, did you try stopping her or you couldn't? Nah, she, like, she beat me to it. Like She did it fast at that moment. So... He was fully recovered, in your opinion, from whatever. Most definitely. Injury? Most definitely. Most Where definitely. was uh, Daryl or DJ at this point? Um, I think after PlayStation was smashed, that's when he came out the door and was, like, watching us. Out of his room? Yes. He's already in the house at this point? Yes. So, to the best of your knowledge, what, what happens after the PlayStation gets broken? After the PlayStation gets more broken, um, me and her are going back and forth at each other. I'm saying things to her. She's saying things to me. How about physical force? <laughs> um, not at that time. Um, horrible things. Just yeah, just horrible things being said. And she's walking. Yeah, she's walking out. I'm following her. And then I remember us being outside at one point. Did you ever tell her to leave? Uh, yes, I did tell her to leave. I I don't remember. I just remember I told her to leave. In the house? Yeah, probably. I don't. I don't know. Stained. <laughs> where, where did you ask her to leave? Do you remember? I I can't recall. How about your brother? Did he ever ask her to leave? Yes, he he did. When was that? Um, I'll say that was probably like after the fact. Um. When you see, like, on the doorbell cam when I, when she was hitting me and stuff, and he got in between us. He was like, Dominique, just leave. So let's talk about that. How, how did y'all wind up going outside? Okay, um, okay. She was in the process of leaving, and I was following behind her, still yelling at her. She's yelling at me. Right. And then I remember I told her, um, go back inside and get her bottle. And uh, when I went back to the door, uh, I basically tried to open the door. The door was locked. So that's how we got to that point. Your brother locked you guys out? Yes. He's tired of it? Yes. All right. Does he open the door for you? Yes, he opened the door. What we saw in the video, is that what happened? Yes. All right, what happens when y'all get inside? Um, she goes and grabs a bottle. And um, at that time, my brother's still in between us. And she's going outside, and I go back outside, still yelling at her, going back and forth. Yelling back at you? Yes. Any more physical violence at this point? This no, super, not at that point. Super toxic relationship. This man should have been left this woman alone. I don't feel bad for Travis. I don't. And then after that, um, I remember, she, like, right before she got to her car, I told her she's just mad because Skyla looks better than her and her body oh. looks better than her naturally. And I sent her into a rage. She um, came back. So when he said she looks better naturally, that's what set her off because she just got this BBL. And here you are messing with a woman and you comparing her, her brand new fake body to the woman, this woman that has a natural body. That set her off when he said naturally. I, <laughs> that's petty, but I, I get it. My brother, he's like pushing me back type thing, but she went back to where he's like the palm tree that has bricks around it. And I was like near my car. So she went back and she had grabbed a brick and she went to pick it up as if she was going to throw it at my car. And Did she throw it? No, she didn't throw it. Um, 
me and my brother got there in time to get the brick, brick from out of her hand. All right, and what happened after you guys got the brick from her hand? After that, she was still swinging on me. Well, then she started swinging on me, and then she, like, took the bottle that I believe it was in her purse, and she took the bottle, and she, like, hit me on my head with it. <laughs> tequila bottle? Yes, the Patron she bottle. She hit him in the head with a tequila bottle. Let's continue. Where where's it hit you on the head? Do you remember? It was, like, on my right side because she was, like, in the right right in front of me and to the right of me. So. Top of your head? Yes, the top of, top of my head. Right well, show us approximately where it was. So. Like in this area. In your scalp? Yes. Top of your right ear? Yes. Were you able to brace yourself or block it? Yes, I've I, I seen it coming, so I braced myself. Were you able to block it or no? Um, I blocked most of it, but I did get hit, though. What happened when you got hit? Um, I guess DJ was like, all right, Dominique, like, you went way too far. So she eventually goes back to her car. DJ said what? Like, you went way too far. Like, just leave. I'm telling you, Dominique, leave. Okay. Was was DJ getting upset? Yes, he was upset. You know if DJ ever got hit while he was in the middle of you two? Um, I, sure I can't tell you that. I don't I'm know. Sure he did. Did you get hit numerous times that night? Yes. Did you ever hit Dominique at all? No, not one time. Try to restrain her from stopping to hit you? Yes, most definitely. And was your car window broken at that point? No. So your phone, your PlayStation, anything else broken that you remember? No, that was that was the only two things. Your heart probably. Yes. Uh, was this pretty much the breakup? Yes. Oh, I think that was the end of it. Uh, yes, I thought it was the end of it. Okay. Before Dominique left, did she ever make any threats to you and, and uh, allow it? Yes, um, she pretty much was saying, I'm going to have my brother brother them to come over here and fuck you up and kill you. Oh. Like, that was just the gist of what she was saying. Did she ever talk like that before? No. F you up and kill you? No, she never talked like that before. Oh, but this night, before she left, she said that? Yes. How many times, do you remember? Um, numerous times. Did you take it serious? Um, no, not at all. You wish you did. Yes. Any reason why you didn't call the police on her? Um, just I love her, and like I said, I don't think it was that serious. Hey, I, I, yeah, he should have should have should have called the cops and got the white folk involved. I don't, I, you know, to call the police. I just felt like she was just upset and emotional, so I just felt like it wasn't no need to call the police. You didn't want to get her in trouble. No. You never paid for your broken items or anything like that, right? No. no. So did you figure that was the last time you were going to see her? Correct. Did she drive away? Yeah, she drove away, to my knowledge. Right. And you, when you went, did you go back inside your home? Yes, me and DJ went back inside the house. Did you and DJ start arguing? Yes. What mm -hmm. about? Uh, if I remember correctly, I believe he was like, man, I'm telling you, you need to leave that girl alone. She came to her mom's house, and she disrespected her mom's mom, crib, breaking things. Just mm -hmm. leave her alone. Was he worried about your career also? Did he say anything to you about your future? Mm-hmm. Not that, not that I can recall. I don't, I don't think so. He was speaking on my future. I think it was just more so like just being careful with the women that I, the company I keep, pretty much. And did you ever see your brother get that angry at you before? No. This is way different than the Valentine's Day incident. Right. You said he was upset with you then, right? Right. This was to a different level. Yes. DJ normally calm. Yeah, he's super calm. Now, gotta keep in mind, everybody. At the time of this happened, he's what, 23, 24? He's still a young guy. So now he's roughly 26, 27. But two years prior, he's still a kid to a certain extent, I guess, you know, especially, you know, first, you know, into this love thing. And, but, hey. Not that night. No, not that night. All right. Did he, to your knowledge, did he take any of the threats serious? Mm, no, I don't think he took it serious either. So she leaves. Do you remember about what time it was? Um, if you remember, probably around ten thirty, ten forty-five. I don't know. That's just a guess. Yeah, that's just a guess. 
you must have been upset. Yes. Do you know if any of your neighbors heard what was going on? I know you don't now, but did you know yeah. at the time? No, not to my knowledge. I didn't know. It was loud enough that most of your neighbors could hear what's going on? Yes, it was. It was definitely loud enough that they could hear. It happened on a regular basis that she'd be yelling and screaming at you or hitting you and making yeah. you see the Yes, we had a few occasions like that. You ever touch her at any time during those occasions? No, not one time. All right, so <clears throat> there was a video that was played. Did you see that in court where a DJ comes out and he's yelling at you and you're yelling back at him? Correct. What happened after that? Um, after that, I'll say probably... 15, 20, 30 minutes later, my sister called. When you, um, talk, when, does you, when you talk to your sister, um, was she, uh, how, how was she acting? Um, she pretty much had called me and was like, what's going on? Like, upset? Uh, not, it didn't, she didn't sound upset to me. Okay. But she just asked me, she like, what, what's going on? Um, Dominique called my phone talking about she was going to get her brothers to come over. And she upset because you said her body don't look good like the other girls. Why, why would you tell her that pretty much? Did she make any threats to your sister? Hey, That's when hey. she said that. Her buzz was saying, she said. That natural, I told you that naturally thing, that cut her deep. That was the last straw for her. Her brothers, she was sending her brothers over to my house. But I, I remember I told my sister, like, nah, she's just, she's just bluffing. Like, she's just talking. What did she say she was sending her brothers over for? Um, uh, I can't remember what my sister exactly said to me about why she was sending her brothers. And you calm your sister down saying she's not going to do anything? Right. Do you know if your sister got into it with Dominique? Um, I remember my sister was like, I'm going to call her back and try to cool off. This is basically... Tell her just don't don't go through with that type of route. Basically, trying to send your brothers over to my mom's house. Okay. You know, this is took this a real one, I don't understand. Why is everybody trying to calm her down? Like, hold up. Why are we trying to calm her down, Mitch? You came to our residence, creating chaos and uh, assaulting people, uh, destruction of property. Why are we trying to calm you down? You done made a terroristic threat. So if it's, if it's any charge you could charge it with, is terrorist threat. That's off top. Terrorist threat on the federal level, that is a federal crime if you want to take it that far. This is when the Patriot Act was first signed. They were issuing out terrorist threats as a, as a charge. That's a felony charge. So why is everybody in his family trying to calm her down and worried about her? Which I don't understand, but okay. Serious or you don't know? Um... I mean, I felt like she didn't take it serious when I had told her. Like, I think she's just bluffing, just talking. She's just mad and emotional. But she was concerned enough to call you? Yes. There was text messages you heard during this trial that your sister sent, uh, and, and Dominique may have sent something to her. You, you don't know anything about those personally, do you? No, I don't. <laughs> How long do you think you talked to your sister? A couple minutes? Mm, probably like five, five, ten minutes, maybe. All right. What happened after that that you recall? Um, that I recall? Uh... I believe my sister called back again. She's like, all right, I cooled off. Um, she was just really emotional, but she's like, Travis, you can't be, you can't be telling no, another female that just got surgery that surgery. another female looked better yeah, than her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> hey, listen, I, I don't care what anybody says. Women have the biggest egos. I don't care what anybody says. Women have the biggest egos, hands down. Body looked better than her. They tell your sister that that was pretty much the end of the relationship, or you didn't know? I didn't know. I don't, I don't remember exactly what was my response to that statement. But Oh, did they stop it for me? Oh, they stopped it on me. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Wait, wait, wait. Wait, wait, wait. Wait, wait, wait. Hold up, hold up. Where we at with this? Where are we at with this? I can't recall if she tried to grab me, but I remember her saying, like, no, Travis, no, Travis. Okay, that that's further. Okay, wait, that's... 
Let me see where we're at. She, she was just really emotional, but she like, Travis, you can't be, you can't be telling no, another female that just got surgery that another female looked better than her and her body looked better than her. Did you tell your sister that that was pretty much the end of the relationship or you didn't know? Mm, I didn't know. I don't, I don't remember exactly what was my response to that statement, but that's what happened. You are in a bad mood probably, right? Yeah. Were you injured from getting hit in the head? Um, no, not during that time. I don't think I was. Did you have any other injuries on your body or pretty much just from hit, getting hit in the head a couple of times? Just getting hit in the head a couple of times. All right, did there come a time where your mom came home? Yes, my mom comes home, like, uh -oh. I would say probably 10, 15 minutes after my sister made the second phone call to us. And were you expecting your mom? Obviously, you were expecting her to come home, but did you know she was coming home then? Mm, not during that time, but she came home, and I remember she had told us that she was like, I'm, I'm worried, like, why why Dominique calling my phone and saying things. Right, so people, we forget, well, if you remember, she was actually, that's what she called her sister, and she called his mama. Okay, now why he calling his mama is. Okay, let's go. Did your mom know about the threats? Mm, I, I I can't remember if she knew about it at that moment, but she was basically saying like I think she read the message of her saying that you got the wrong one, that Travis got the wrong one. Your mom testified a little while ago that Dominique also called her and threatened her. Did you know that or not know that? Not threatened her, but threatened you that sending her brothers over to kill you. Did you know about that, or your mom didn't tell you? Um, she. She pretty much just said that, like, she called me and was speaking about her brothers, and then the phone dropped. From my recollection, that's what I remember. Right. It's kind of the same theme. She's talking to your sister and what she threatened you about. Right. And no, no one really took it that serious. No, because I remember specifically, I was like, Mom, she ain't going to do that. Like, she's just bluffing. Like, she's just emotional about the whole situation that took place. Is your mom generally uh, a nervous woman now that your dad passed? Yes. she sleep at night? Um, nah, not, not to my knowledge. She'd definitely be up all night. In my opinion. All right, so did you try to calm your mom down a little? Don't worry. Yes, yes. Where were you when you were talking to your mom? Um, we was in my room, in my bed, bedroom. I was laying down. I was actually going to go to sleep. And when you were sleep, when you go to sleep, what do you generally wear? What were you wearing that night? Um, that night I had my shirt off. Um, I, I believe I had like these joggers or sweats on, and I had some socks, socks on. Did you set up your firearms to get ready to start killing people coming over your house? No. Where would you keep them? Um, so I had my my FN five seven handgun. I have that in the drawer where my boxers are at, and then I have my AR pistol in a Under Armour bag that I keep from my that I got actually from the combine. So, what's a combine? Um, that's a NFL combine where basically you just go out there and you it's, it's for testing purposes. Pretty much, you have scouts that trying to look at your speed, your change of direction, things of such like that. What, what's a, what's a, what kind of bag was it? An Under Armour bag. How big is it? Um, approximately. I guess like this big. How many feet would you say that is? Um. I don't know. Like couple feet. Couple feet. Yeah. All right. Why do you keep? Why'd you keep the uh, the six hour weapon in there? Um, well, I usually have that because I go to the shooting range often. Um, that's why I put it at to have it concealed, like going into the shooting range. Is that where you normally keep it in, in that bag? Yes. Where's that bag normally kept? Um, it's like right next to my bed. You also keep that there for security. Correct. We saw a hundred round drum. Or when'd you get that? Um, probably a couple of years. Well, ago. you know what. Let me just say this real quick. Uh, there's three types of gun owners. There's white gun owners. There's black gun owners. And then there's Negros. I rarely, 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 rarely ever see the white gun owners with hunting round drums. Right. I rarely see them like 
for an actual home defense. Not saying they don't, they don't, but I, I don't see a whole lot of white gun owners load their AKs or ARs with hundred round drums for home defense. Black gun owners all day. And then niggers just, it's almost, it's, you know, they got extendos and you know what? I, let me shut up. Let me just go and get back to the thing. I don't want to turn this into a race thing. For this incident? As far as you know, that was perfectly legal to buy? Correct. I asked, I asked the people from Shooter and um, Shoot Straight too about if that was legal to buy. Okay. And why, why did you have a drum with a... I mean, if you're able to buy, that means it's pretty much legal, but okay. 100 bullets. Um, just for protection purposes, like I said. You ever plan on using it? No. In a million years, you'd be here. No, not at all. All right, so <clears throat> your mom's in your room. Where is, where is Daryl at this point? He's in the room with us, too. Just the three of you? Yes. And how long do you think you all three were together? Probably 15 minutes, maybe. <laughs> all right. And what happened then? Um, I heard these this loud banging, like constant banging, as if someone was like really trying to get your attention. DJ did it a couple of days ago and showed us. Was it like that? Yes. That loud? Yes. What What happened next? Um, I remember my brother was the first one. He like darted to the door, um, like without any hesitation. Like he just went to the door, okay. and um, I I just thought at that moment that the threats were real. So I grabbed my firearm and I headed towards the door. So okay, so DJ took nothing with so. This is at some weird time of the night. There's a loud banging. You don't grab nothing to take to the door with you. A knife, screwdriver, baseball bat, nothing with you. Okay. Your instincts kicked in that maybe this is real? Yes. You think it was the police like your mom and brother testified or you thought no? Um, it, I, I, I thought it could be possibly police because that's something that usually the police would do. Like, Or you thought it was the police. Yes. So you grabbed the gun from where? Um, I grabbed it from my bag. The, the unarmed bag. Yes. Was it fully loaded? Yes. And why didn't you take the handgun at the time? I mean, it was just a, it was just instincts. Like the first thing that I just grabbed, and it was the nearest thing to me. So that's just what I did. I grabbed that. You run outside <laughs> with it? No. Um, I looked up on a monitor. I remember when I, when I ran around the corner, I looked up on a monitor, <laughs> and I seen I noticed I seen those four guys, and I noticed Keyshawn because he has this significant hairstyle, which was like a flat top at the time. And um, like I said, I just. When I went out there, I put my firearm near the door, which was the couch. How did you take it out with you? Um, I just felt like I could mediate the situation. I just feel like it's a time and place for everything, and all this was. See, I'm not doing all that. I'm I'm coming out gun first. I'm gonna open the door wide enough so you can see what I'm what I'm working with, and then if you want to do some, then do some. But um, I get why he did it, but it's it, it's at the weird time of the night. It's your mother's home. It ain't your home. It's your mother's home. Right? And there's a bunch of individuals at the front door. If I'm not looking at through the shades or the curtain, you know, if I'm not going to go confront them, I'm going to call the white man. I'm going to call the white man. But, like, you know what? There's these Negroes. I need help. I'm in danger. I'm fearing for my life. And if they decide to come on in, then you unload, you know, then you do a mag dump. But I just... So many ways it could have been handled differently, but it is what it is, and this is how we're here. A bit of much of a confusion, so I just felt like I could mediate the situation. It's like nobody wants to do anything in front of their mother. That's what I thought. Did, did you? Nobody wants to do anything in front of you. You mean your mother? Yes. They wouldn't want to do anything. Right. I, that's what I thought. But you figure once they saw your mom, that'd be the end of it. Right. You can calm everybody down. Right. 
Right. Could you hear what anyone was saying before you went outside? Um, the only thing I could hear them saying, like, where's Travis? That's it? Yes, that's it. All right, so you put the firearm down. Do you remember where you put it? Yeah, shout out to Ty Sadie. Put them people in their life all day. Listen, I will call the white, the evil white supremacist law enforcement. I will call law enforcement. If I'm not going to handle it directly, then that's what they're paid to do. Neutralize threats. Um, I period put it on the couch. And were you able to mediate everything? No. Um, literally, I walk outside, and uh, I was going to approach Keyshawn, and I was going to say, I said, what's up? But before I even get the up part, the guy with the shirt off with the tattoos, he had sucker punched me in my left eye. Oh, and man. That, no, that was my first time ever seeing him. Yes. I've never met him to your knowledge? No. Okay. How does he hit you? Um, he hit me as if he was trying to knock me out. Very hard? Yes. Did you see the hit coming or the punch coming? No, he caught me off guard because, like I said, my eyes was directed towards Keyshawn because I was the only person that I recognized at that moment. Which eye did he hit you in? My left eye. All right. What happens after that? Um, right after he had punched me, um, it's like all those guys was like in unison and they started like jumping me to mm. basically they're, they're coming from my right. So um, Tyler hit me from my left and they started jumping me the, from my right and to the driveway. We here we go. So all of them were jumping on you? Yes. You ever experienced anything like this before? No. You wish you had your firearm at that point? Yes. So what, I got scared? Yes. Left? Yes. How'd you get him off of you, or did you get him off of you? Um, I remember my brother coming in, and he pretty much helped me out a little bit. Um, so, yeah. What, what do you remember? Let me ask you this. But going back earlier in the night, did you, ever, did you ever slam Dominique to the ground twice? No, never did that. When, when you were trying to get her off of you um, on that video, did, did you put your foot down so she would actually stop hitting you and fall down? No, I don't, I don't recall that. How did I mean, she fall down? Was that you slamming her? No, I didn't slam her. I, I thought she she slipped because sometimes that pavement right there is slippery, and I think the grass probably was slick or something. I don't know how she fell. Bounce right back up? Yes. She said there was something blocking the view when Ms. Perlette was questioning her that was blocking the video. You couldn't really see her slamming you. She's saying you still slammed her. No, I didn't slam her. Not you one time. by the shoulder and, and something with the leg. Did you ever do anything like that? No, I definitely like tried to grab her arms and like so that she can stop swinging on me because... She was in a rage. You ever um, slammed her to the ground? No. And anything you did touching her without that was in defense of making sure you didn't get hurt? Correct. All right, so what, what's your mom doing during this time period? Is she, is she saying anything? Oh, uh, yes. Um, you talking about once we they started, we all started fighting? Yeah. Yes. Um, during that time, my mom, she's like, you guys, please go home. Like, you guys are on camera. Please just go home. Stop, you guys. Yeah, things like that. You got moms coming out. Terrible. Like that. Is, your, is your mom pretty much an emotional wreck? Yes. Before this incident happened? Correct. Um, did you think she could even ever come into a courtroom and, and talk in front of people? No. Are you shocked that she was able to do that here? I was definitely shocked. Okay. All right, so <clears throat> did you see any, any weapons at this point, any guns? No, not at this point. Um, the fight that was going on, was it one-on-one? -on -one? No. Tell us about that. Um, it was a bunch of back and forth. Sometimes it would be two-on-one, sometimes it's three-on-one. Four on one, you know what I'm saying? Between me and my brother. How were they fighting with you? Uh, they was they was like trying to hurt us really bad, like trying to kill. Us. I took it as they was trying to kill us. They mm -hmm, kicking mm -hmm, us, mm -hmm. punching us. I got choked one time, everything. Okay. And were they saying anything to you during this uh, during this battle? Yes, they said we on demon time. Y'all gonna die today. And what did that mean to you? Demon now they're gonna go into what's demon time? These white folks don't, you know what I'm saying? These white folks be like, what is demon time? <laughs> Demon time, you know about that? Like, they basically, like, they don't 
if, excuse my language, the jurors, but they basically saying that I don't give a fuck about nothing. I'm coming to handle my business. Is, is that a new term, demon time? Yes. I never heard it. That's why I was asking. Yes. Of course not. All right. <laughs> did they ever ask you to? Did anyone ever ask you to apologize for uh, allegedly slamming your girlfriend? No. Like I said, when I had stepped outside and I said "What's up?" before the up part, there was no talking. I got punched, and now I'm getting jumped, and now me and my brother is fighting for our lives. Well, they weren't there to find out your side of the story. No. They didn't care. No, they didn't. Well, I don't like the police, huh? Right. Sustained. So, you you're you're in a fight now. How long does it last? Do you know, or does it just seem like a long time? Um, it seemed like a long time. I remember I was like out of breath, especially after I got choked. So it seemed like a pretty long time to me. You're an NFL player. You you can't beat up three four guys. Nah, I mean them guys knew what they was doing. Like I I, I felt like I couldn't get the upper hand nor my brother. So, All right. did you lose sight of your brother at times? Yes. Tell us the best you remember after the guys jumped on top of you. What, what do you remember after that? Um, I remember, like I said, it was at one point in the driveway I was getting choked by Tyler, I believe, and my brother had came and like got him off off me. You say Tyler, that's the guy without yeah, the, the guy without the shirt. You know his name now, obviously. Yes. Okay. Um, and then after that, uh, like I was trying to like distance myself, and then I remember I went from like the bottom of the driveway to east. <laughs> it would be east. Um, from looking from outside my house. Went east and then that towards Mr. Estes' home or away from his home. Um, away. It will be away from Mr. Estes' home. Okay. And uh, I remember at some point I get near the, wait, the wait, so palm tree with the bricks around you it. You think you think his career is over if he beats this case? I mean, he's he's not even thirty. He's still twenty six, twenty seven years old. He's not thirty. He's he's got some some gas left in the tank. Um, I don't know. I don't think his career is over. Maybe. He could do CFL, XFL, um, arena football. Well, shit, I, I don't know. If it, for him to get back into the league, I don't know. Somebody may take a chance on him. You never know. You never know. I mean, receivers, you know, I don't know. I don't think his career is done done if he beats this case. What happens? Um, during that time, it was just me, Tyler, and Sebastian, and they were kind of trying to, like, angle me in. And when they was trying to angle me okay. in, Sebastian was saying, you fuck with the wrong girl, you finna die today. And then simultaneously when he was saying that, I, I seen Tyler, he pulled out a firearm from his right pocket. And where did he point that? Uh, I didn't give him a chance to point it at me. When I seen him pull out his firearm, that's when I went inside to grab my firearm. Immediately? Yes. <laughs> yes. There was some testimony that someone said you, you were going to run in. They said, what do you run in your house for before that happened? Would that ever happen? No, that's false. That never happened. Yeah, so XFL, Tyler pulls the gun from his pocket. Yeah. He pulls it or no? Nah, from his right pocket. Is he pointed or you don't even see him pointed? I don't see him pointed because, like I said, at that time, as soon as I see him, you know, pull his firearm, I reacted and I went inside of my house. Like I ran into my house. Yes. Yeah, he went. Was it a matter of life and death even before that, in your opinion? Most definitely. Did you have a chance to get a firearm even before that or no? No. How about your mom? Did you know where she was at that point? When no, you I lost sight. Like I said, during that time, I lost sight of my mom and my brother. So. You know where they were? Your mom and brother? No, I knew they was outside, but I just didn't know where they were. So you run in the house, right? Right. What do you do then? That's when I came outside and I slipped. I slipped, like you guys seen in the video. And um, I noticed Tyler was near my mom, so I approached Tyler. Start shooting? No. I mean, do you have any problems loading the gun? No. Pulling the slide back? No. Was it already in the ready position? Yes, it was already one in the chamber. Just like you have your handgun too? Right. Okay. Is that the way you were trained? Yes. So no problems loading it? No. You start shooting at Tyler? No. Your mom testified in this video about her grabbing you. What happened there? Um, she said, no, Travis, no, Travis. I remember she said, no, Travis, no, Travis. Grabbing you or stopping you? 
Um, I can't recall if she tried to grab me, but I remember her saying, like, no, Travis, no, Travis. Did you, could you have shot Tyler? Yeah. At that point, if you wanted to? Yes, most definitely. Right in front of you? Yes. Uh, was he attacking your mom? No. Was he attacking you at that point? No. Was he attacking your brother at that point? No. There may have been a couple other people in that video frame. Do you know who they were? No. You're more focused on Tyler? Wait, yes, I was more focused. If I remember, Dante Stallworth, was it a hit and run or a drunk driving? He lost his driver's license forever. If I, if that's him, right? Dante Stallworth forever lost his driver's license. So he has to have someone drive for him like for the rest of his days. Is that him? Is that the, was that that case? It was a pretty bad drunk driving or a hit and run or something like that. If I, I forget it's been, it's been so long. Focus on Tyler. Cause that was a guy who I seen pull out the firearm in a palm tree. So your brother testified he had a gun pointed at him. Did you see that? No, I didn't see that. Did you lose sight of your brother during this uh, melee? Yes. Okay, so would you say, Andre, Travis never had the speed of wide receiver and is 6 feet, 200 pounds. Slower guys have to be, oh, okay, have to be 6'3", 230. Maybe he could um be a slot receiver, be like a Tom Waddle and go through the, run the routes in the middle and take the big hits. He won't have much of a career, but, you know, okay, a little rant. Had Tom Waddle not ran, had they not run him in the middle, and took those crushing blows. Oh, he could have been one of the best wide receivers. Like, I want to say one of the best. He could have been easily, you know, okay, not Steve Largent good, but um, Tom Waddle was a good receiver. And I hate they just kept, they kept running him through the middle. Oh, and he would take these hits across the middle from those linebackers. My God, man. Chicago Bears, for those that are asking. Tom Waddle, white boy, he was a good, he could have been a better receiver than what he was. They, but they ran him in the middle too much and he took those hits. Jeez, man. I mean, he took some vicious, vicious hits. Okay, let's go. Yes. All right, so your mom's just saying stop, right? Girl. He could what be a Ricky Pro, yeah. Um, yeah. I remember Tyler was like, you got that. You got that. You got that. Damn. And um, after that, that you, mean to you, like, don't shoot me. Yes, that's how I took it. Or I don't know, maybe he was trying to throw me off or something. Like, I can't really testify on his behalf, but that's the only thing I could think of. You didn't perceive a threat from him, did you? At that point? No, not at that point. <laughs> you know where his gun was at that point? No, I didn't see a firearm at that point. He pointed at you. Would you have shot him then? Correct. That didn't happen. No. All right. Uh, so you didn't perceive a threat from Tyler. Correct. You let him go. Right. Where's he go? Um, he started running okay, in the direction which was south. Um, Redwood, he started running towards where it happened to be their car, I guess. Did you know that car was there? No, I didn't know. I didn't know where they parked. That I was confused the whole time when we was fighting. Like, how do these people even get here? So, was there plenty of parking in front of your house? Yes. Side of your house? Yes. Across the street from your house? Yes. All right. So Tyler is running and walking. How's he getting to the car? He's running. You start shooting him as he's running? No. Why not? I mean, he wasn't a threat to me at that moment. All right, and. What do you do after your mom tells you to stop and he's running? What do you do? Um, when when he started running, he drew my attention to my brother being down the street. How far away do you think your brother was from you? Um, I would say at least 200, 200 feet away. 200 feet? Yes. Three quarters of a football field? or Yes. All right. Is it dark in that area from where you're standing? Yes, it was dark. But you could still see him? Yes. How's your eyesight? Pretty good? Yes, it's really good. Your mom's eyesight, same as yours, or you don't know? Um, I think I got better eyesight than my mom. You're a little bit younger than her? Yes. So what do you do? You say anything to your mother? Um, I told I told my mom go in the house. They got my brother down the street. You said something about my bro. Remember saying something like that? Yes. What's, what's that mean, my bro? Uh, it's, it's just a shorter term for brother. Like my bro, my bro. 
like big bro, little bro. Okay. Like, so bro means brother, obviously. Yes. And why'd you tell your mom to go in the house? Because I was worried about her safety as well. You know what I'm saying? And was that the first said. chance you got to tell your mom go in the house where nobody's attacking you? Correct. All right. Tell tell us tell the jury what you see. What do you where what do you actually see when you look down the block? Too. Um, when I was looking down the block, I seen two men jumping my brother, punching on him, kicking him. I mean, he's defending himself to the best of his ability, but I mean, I'm I'm afraid for my brother at that point. So you shoot at the guys? No. Why not? Um, because my brother's in in that direction as well. So I mean, like I said, I didn't want to shoot anyone that night, honestly. Okay. So what do you do when you see your brother? Um, I run down the street. <laughs> Got no shoes on? No. Socks? Uh, I believe I had socks on. Yes. You run fast as you can. Yes. Are you pointing a gun at anyone at this point? No. You take a shot at anyone by the car when you get there? No. Why not? I mean, like I said, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't think any one of them was a threat at that point. The only time when I thought it was a threat is when I got down there, like where I was basically near my brother. Hold on. So you run to your. So you took the. So you had to take the fight off your property because your brother was getting jumped down the street. So many words. Okay. Brother, where are the two guys that are fighting with him? Um, I'll say I was probably like 40 or 50 feet away. They stopped fighting with my brother and then they go to the car. You think they saw you? Um, I, I don't know. Okay. Did, did they just stop all of a sudden? Yes, they probably saw me though. I don't know. All right, but they, when you're about 40, 50 feet away, they just stop hitting your brother? Um, yes, pretty much. And you're still running full force? Great. How long does it take you to get to him? A couple of seconds? Yeah, a couple of seconds. All right. <clears throat> when you get to your brother, what, what happens? Um, when I get to my brother, you see um, where the other two guys go who are fighting with your brother. Yes. Where they go? Um, uh, one of them went to the passenger side, and then one of them went like behind the driver's seat. Does he go, does he go in the car? Uh, yes, I seen that one that was fighting with my brother go in the driver's side. I mean, I, I seen one that was one of those guys that was fighting with my brother go in the like driver's back seat. Driver's back seat. Yes. Okay. Go behind the driver's seat. Where's the other guy go? Do you know? He went to the passenger seat. The guy without the shirt. Uh, I don't think he went inside. Like he was like halfway in, halfway out type thing. Let me stop you. So the guy fighting with your brother, you know his name? Um, it was Sebastian and Chris Lowe. Okay, Sebastian with the high dreads like your mother described. Right. Where did he go? He went to the passenger seat. In the front or the back? Front. And how about Chris Lowe? He went to the driver back seat. And those are the two guys fighting with your brother. Right. Mm-hmm. So you get there, does this happen in a split second, or are you yes, standing there for 10, 15 seconds yes, watching this? Yes, Jules, this all happened within a matter of seconds, like literally seconds. So you see the guy get in the front passenger seat, you see Chris Lowe gets in behind the driver in the back seat? Right. And do you see this guy without the shirt with the tattoos? Yes. What's he doing? Um, he gets to the car, and um, like I said, during this time- at What side of the car does he get? The driver's side. Front or back? Um, back. What does he do? Um, he had the doors like half, it was open still. So it's, it was as if he was like using it as shield or something. Right. And like I said, I couldn't tell if he was in or out, halfway in, halfway out. And, uh, you don't know. I don't know. What do you see? Um, at that time, as soon as I got down there, it appeared that the car was heading towards me and the, and the lights was off. And I seen Sebastian pointing the firearm through the front <laughs> windshield and Tyler was pointing the firearm through the door frame of the door, the back door. How far are you and your brother from this car at this point? Uh, I'll say, about 10 yards away. Right. Further or closer than you and me are? Um, probably a little further, close to it. Sorry? Probably a little further, just a little bit. Tell me when to stop. About right there. Yeah, approximately. So when, when that happens, <clears throat> you see the car coming towards you a little bit? Yes. And you see, you know it's Tyler at that point? With so this is what prompted him to shoot. So when we go, when we go, when we, when we, re when we come back to visit this under cross, 
the prosecution's whole premise is, well, they, they were driving away when you fired upon them. Travis says, I fired upon them because they were coming, they were driving towards me, and I could see their firearms. The gun? Yes. And where is he pointing the gun? Through the door frame or the back door. Like, it was open, so the, I don't know how to really explain it, but if it was the door frame open, yeah. it would be right in the middle of it type thing. O over the top of the door frame? Yes. Okay. We heard Keyshawn testify over and over about the gun wasn't past his face. How could he pass his face? Could it be past his face if he's in the back? Sustained. Well, was the gun past Keyshawn's face? No. Okay. Did you clearly see a gun pointed at you? Most definitely, yours. Yes. Where was your brother at that point? He was to the right of me, and I believe he was behind me, though. How much I'm, behind you do you think? I would say yeah. probably five yards, maybe. Were you focused on your brother? No, I wasn't focused on my brother. I was focused on our lives, though. Most definitely. Most definitely. Did you start shooting before you saw Tyler with a gun? No. Did you see anyone else with a gun? Yes. Sebastian. And where was his gun? It was pointing through the front windshield. And where was it pointed at? It was pointing in me and my brother's direction. Did you give him a chance to shoot you? No. You know if either one of them took a shot off? No, I don't know. Not to my knowledge. Why, why did you shoot first? Because, I mean, if, if I wait for them to shoot, that's the, that's the matter of seconds. And it could be me and my brother's life just gone like that. Did you feel that your brother's life was in danger of, uh, of being taken away? Yes. Most definitely. Not Most only my brother's mine as well, too. Any doubt about that in your mind? No doubt. You want to shoot no anyone? Doubt. No, I didn't. Um, did you at the time? My people, we must learn to code switch better. The time to be ebonically proficient is not the time. It is not court. That's not the time to flex your ebonic proficiency. No, 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 no doubt. Most deaf. No, for sure. You feel me? Real talk. These are times to not be ebonically proficient in a court of law. Okay. In front of these good white folk and these this mixed jury. Okay. I'm just saying. I'm right after the shooting. Did you know how many times you shot? No, I didn't know. Did you just keep shooting until you felt you and your brother were safe? Sustained. How long did you keep shooting? <laughs> I kept shooting until I felt like there was no longer a threat. Were you trained to... Were you, you trained marksmen at all? No. You trained in law enforcement to know exactly how many shots or, or where the shots are going? No. Did you do your best that day? Yes. Save your life? Yes. Did you even <laughs> oh, know anyone got struck? No, I didn't know. Dead ass. We saw all those shots in the car. You heard. Why, why'd you do all those shots? Like I said, I kept shooting until I felt like these people were no longer a threat. Did you have to pull the trigger over and over? Yes. We heard how the gunshots sounded. Um, was that you doing that? Yes. And you maintain every shot you did was in self-defense? Most definitely. Of you Most and your brother? Most definitely. Yes, I mean, I get it, man. Come on. Bring did you home. see Tyler run away? Yes. Did you ever see him fall on the ground? Um, it looked like he stumbled. Did you ever see him come out of the car? Do you know if he was with the car or behind the car? Do you, do you have um, any idea? When the car was doing like a three-point turn, it looked like he was like behind it, like using it as shield type thing, so... And did you run and chase him and keep shooting at him? No, I did not. Did, did you see what your brother did? Um, yes, my brother like ran in the direction that he ran in. Does your brother have a firearm with him? No, he does not. have a firearm? No. Uh, do you know why your brother did that? No, I have no clue. I think he's a lunatic for even doing that, to be honest with you. Did you chase this guy also and say you're going to finish him off and start shooting at him as he's running? No, not at all. Did, did you actually know that was Tyler running away at the time? 
Well, you didn't know his name, Tyler, but did you know it was the guy without the shirt? Yes. All right. <clears throat> so after, after the shots, we see you on the video. Remember that video? Right. Why did you go down the block? Well, because I I seen my brother running that direction, so I was worried about his safety as well as just making sure that those other guys wasn't coming back. What what'd you do then? I mean, what what'd you do? What'd you see when you went down? The block? Uh, when I seen what I seen was when I was going down the block, I saw that my brother was following him in his direction, Tyler in his direction, and I seen Tyler jump the gate. So I told my brother, "Come back, he's gone now." You so, actually saw Tyler jump the gate? Yes. You shoot at him? No. Why not? Because he wasn't a threat to me at that moment. Right. His back towards me, everything. So. And you told your brother, "Come on." Yes. And what'd you do after that? Uh, I walked back to the house. Did you try to dump a firearm somewhere and hiding it? No, I did not. Because I did everything in self-defense. I had every right to do what I did. I okay. saved me and my brother's okay. life. Put on the roof of the neighbor's house so the police won't find it. I mean, that, I just wouldn't do that. Like, you think of doing that? No. Okay. How about pick up the shell casings and hide everything? Do you think about doing anything like that? No, not at all. What? So you walk home? Yes. Do you see anybody uh, besides the people we talked about? No. Okay, dumb question. Why didn't the mother call the cops at some point? Right? Why? See, once again, so many things that could have been done differently, but I get it in the heat of the moment, you know, adrenaline's pumping, fight or flight, and you got four, um, you, you got, you got four, you know, assailants and at your front door, yo, let them, let the law enforcement deal. They like, they like gunfights. You know what I'm saying? Let law enforcement do what they like to do. They like to get in shootouts. They want a reason, you know, to be able to field strip their weapons and clean them out after a good, a good justified shooting. Let law enforcement do what they like to do. Give them a reason to earn their paycheck. Let them put those, those gun range skills to real practical use. Why didn't the mama call the cops at some point? Right? Ooh, see? Did you even know Mr. Estes watched the part of this? No, I had no clue. Did you start hearing sirens at all? Yes, I would say probably like two, three minutes later. Two, I heard three sirens. minutes later. I heard sirens and I heard the helicopter. I think I seen the helicopter light flashing down on the streets and stuff like that. Okay. Um, so. Did you stay outside or what'd you do? No, we was inside. Me and my brother came back inside. You went in first? I went first. And when you went inside, where was your mom? Um, she was like in the like kitchen area, if I believe. What was she doing? Um, she was frantic, crying, okay. things like that. Anything? Yeah, I, I told her. I told my mom. I said, Mom, I saved me and my brother's life. They was pointing guns at us. And were you emotional during this time or were you just talking like this? No, I, I was definitely emotional. I was shooken up. Like... I mean, if you ever go through that type of experience, it's not a good feeling. Like, just knowing that, like, you've just seen your life flash before your eyes. So, I was definitely emotional. Are you in shock? Most definitely. Crying? Yes, I was crying. Did you ever go through anything like this other than, you know, what happened to your dad? But did you personally ever go through anything like this? No, never. So, his dad died by gunshot. He was shot in the neck, became paralyzed, and then subsequently died after... Um, they say it was an accidental shooting, but nobody knows who shot and killed Travis's dad. So I'm sure a lot of that came back when he was letting off. Um, you know, I'm sure that's, that was part of it, why he fired so many rounds. All right. So you told your mom that. Was, was your mom just frantic the whole time? Yeah, she was frantic. 
And when DJ came in, did he tell your mom anything? Yes, he told him. He said, my brother saved our lives. Did he say anything about firearms? Yes, he said he had pointed guns at us. Any other details? No, it was pretty much brief like that. Why, why didn't you call the police? Uh-oh. I mean, I, like I said, I heard the sirens and I heard the helicopter, and I just felt like the cops were eventually going to come to my house. So, Did they do that eventually? Um, They didn't come directly to my house, but I remember they um basically pulled over my sister after the situation after she brought food to my mom they pulled my sister over and how'd they was leaving how'd you know about that she called she called i believe she called the house phone or my mom's phone one of the two okay. and um she pretty much said that uh they thought that she was trying to have me flee pretty much i do yes and they said basically someone it was a homicide someone passed away and someone was in critical condition and that's the first you heard someone actually got shot yes did you give your sister anything to remove from your home no you ask her to take you out of there and send you to Mexico or anything like that? No. I mean, like I said, I didn't do anything wrong. I had every right to do what I had did. What did you do with your firearm? I put my firearm on the top shelf of the room, in my room, in the closet. Did you try to hide it under blankets and things like that? No. Why did you put it in the closet on the top shelf? Um, Just just for safety purposes, you know what I'm saying? Because once my sister had said about someone being dead and someone shot, and I was just being safe on on all that. What do you mean safe? Explain that. Because I just feel like you see so many things in life where police officers are, you know what I'm saying, killing people and uh -oh. the fact that they know I have a firearm. Just being safe. I didn't want to take a risk at it. You don't want the gun anywhere near you in case the police come in the house. Correct. You knew they were coming. Correct. All right, so what do you do with bullets? What do you um, do? I, put them, I put them in my brother's room under the bed. Why do you do that? Um, like I said, I just didn't even want to take any chance or risk at them even thinking, you know what I'm saying, that I'm, I'm danger to them as well. Are you trying to hide the bullets? No. Then why'd you put them under the bed? It was just a random spot. It just, cause it just felt like that was the safest spot to be. You try covering them up or anything like that? No. You try hiding anything in the attic? No. Backyard? No. All right, so the police eventually, they uh, they come? Yes. Um, that's after your sister leaves? Yes, it's after my sister leaves. So pretty much um, they advised my sister that um, they were going to let her know when they're ready to pretty much detain me or arrest me. So they come, and basically my sister, she called my mom back. Or she called the house phone. I don't remember which phone she called. And she told me to come outside. And they told me, when I got outside, they told me to walk backwards with my hands up. They have speakers? Mm -hmm. Yes. Your sister is with the police and tells you to come on out now? Yes. Okay. And when you come out, what do they do? What did the police do? Um, I remember they was on the road, so I basically had to walk through the yard backwards. backwards? And just, yes. Okay. And I had my hands up. And uh, they basically just told me to keep walking back until I got close. And then once I got close to one of the officers, they told me to just put my hands behind my back. You see anybody pointing guns at you? I mean, they, they definitely had their arms, you know what I'm saying? I mean, their firearms. Arms that, in? Just in case. Yes, just in case. I guess I guess that's for safety purposes. Maybe they probably thought I was going to try to run or sure. I had another firearm. So. Any dogs out there at the time? Yes, I saw dogs. So did the police, what they do when you came outside? They handcuffed you? Yes, they handcuffed me. Right away? Right away. On your back? Yes. And did you feel you were under arrest at that point? Most definitely. And did they, what did they do with you? Um, they put me in a cop car. Uh. And um, they had me there for five hours, literally. Just And I remember they were switching shifts, too. So I got changed from, like, one cop car to another cop, cop car. And you're in handcuffs the whole time? Yes. You get to talk to your mom or your brother again? No. Okay. And eventually they take you to jail? Correct. And you found out you got charged with first-degree murder and three attempted first-degree murders? Correct. Oh, I didn't know three attempts. Oh, no. Wait, 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 wait. I didn't know it was three attempted murder. You looking at life. Wait a minute. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Let's do this real quick. 
Holy cow, I didn't know he got charged with three attempted murders. Holy shnikey. So he got hit with first degree murder and three attempted murder charges. Lord have mercy. Okay, Florida, unlike many other states, has an intentionally open definition of what constitutes attempted murder. This is because prosecutors often wish to bring charges against anyone who is involved in a crime. First degree attempt at murder, they carry out or an attempt to kill another person in the course of a crime such as arson, which is not even... you. So it wouldn't be under this. They aid or abet or an intentional act that is not an essential element or a felony could see and resulted in death. The penalties for first degree attempted murder include fines of the $10,000 life in prison. Jesus Christ. Without the possibility of parole. Here we go. In order to prove first degree attempted murder, prosecutors must ordinarily demonstrate the acts of violence were premeditated and intended to cause death. That's not the case here. That's not the case here. Now he should have been charged with this possibly second degree or manslaughter. Okay. A person could be found guilty of second degree murder. If they injure another person in an act that could be considered attempted murder, but we're not trying to commit murder. That's not the case there. They did not premeditate the attempted murder, but acted with callous disregard for human life and the commission of a crime that a reason, reasonable person should understand has the potential to be deadly. Uh, this is the, this is the right charge here. This is the pro, this is the appropriate charge right here. He should have been charged with second degree attempted murder. The penalties are fines up to $10,000 prison time up to 15 years, probation time of up to 15 years. He should have been charged in, with second degree attempted murder. Okay, let's get back to this is almost over. Are you guilty? No, I'm not guilty. Are you not guilty? I pled not guilty, yes. From day one? Yes, sir. Why? Because I saved me and my brother's life. I had every right to do what I, I did. You know what I'm saying? If I didn't do that, me and my brother wouldn't be here to testify today. Okay. May I approach the uh, witness, Judge? May. Pencil offer 28 through you said the state has an objection or no objection? No objection. Very well. Uh, it will be admitted without objection. <clears throat> this is A through E. What, what are those that we're looking at? Uh, these are photos that my sister took when she was at my house after the incident. Do you have any idea if she sent them to your phone or not? Yes, I believe she sent them to my phone. Did you ever see them on your phone? No, not at all. Do you know how I got those? Um, you know. I couldn't tell you. Probably my sister gave it to you. You never got your phone back, right? No. Permission to publish those, Judge? You may. Is this the way you look when your sister came to see you? Yes, sir. <laughs> Me and my brother, nothing about mama. Oh. Thank you. Mission to approach the witness. You may. Sorry, you must be marked as 21A through G.
you recognize all those pictures? Yes, sir. And how do you recognize them? Um, these photos was taken of me like three days after I was arrested. Could have been a little longer, possibly? Possibly. All right. Um, do they fairly and accurately depict the way you looked when you were in jail? Most definitely. And they show similar Most injuries to the other pictures? Yes, sir. Just a few days later or sometime later? Correct. Time the defense would offer in the composite exhibit 21. Any objection? Very well. Submitted without objection. Seven photographs, I think it is. That'd be seven. You may. Please ever take pictures of your injuries? No. Your Honor, I tend to the witness. Thank you, sir. All right. Very well. Thank you. Who's going to handle cross? All right. Ms. Edwards. Ladies and gentlemen, need a stand-up and stretch or longer break? Restroom break. Okay. So we're going to end it there. Um, in about 30 minutes, I'm going to be over at Red, uh, Red Sings the Blues, and we're going to talk about he's going, to, he's, going to, he's going to attempt to roast me about the Little Mermaid flopping and whatever and whatnot. So <laughs> we're going to be over there talking about movies and stuff. Um, I'm not sure if I'm going to come back tonight to follow up with Travis Rudolph under cross. I may worst case. I'll do it first thing tomorrow morning, but let me do this real quick. If you're following the YM Melly case, Oh my goodness. If you're following the YM Melly case, Florida just passed a law that will allow YM Melly to face the death penalty. If he's convicted. This nigga, they're going to give this dude a needle. Why am, why am Ellie? Why, why W? Yeah, yeah. So, they just passed this. If found guilty, YNW Melly will be facing the death penalty. Okay? Here we go. Here we go. I'm going to go into this. I'm going to wrap this up. And then, oh, come on. What, what are we doing here? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. A judge in Florida has lowered the threshold for a death penalty sentence after a 24-year-old rapper was arrested on two counts of first-degree murder over four years ago. YNW Melly, whose real name is Jamal, Jamal Demons. Listen, man. Do I need to say anything more? Do I need to say anything more? Was charged after the deaths of Anthony Williams and Christopher Thomas Jr. in Vero Beach, Florida. Okay. His trial begins June 20th. In April, Florida Governor uh, uh, Ron DeSantis signed into a law, a new statute that allows juries to recommend a death sentence with an eight to four vote instead of a unanimous vote. It used to be unanimous. Now they all need eight. Eight out of twelve to give you to give you the needle. This came after the the Douglas High School shooting last year. Santa says proper justice will be served in the state of Florida. Okay. Okay. The eight to four vote to recommend a death sentence is the lowest threshold in the country. Alabama is the only other state that allows split juries to recommend death sentences, and it requires a 10 to 2 majority. 
Judge John Murphy granted state prosecutors motion to follow the new law in the sentencing of Mr. Demons, whose trials is set to begin on June 20th. If sentenced, Mr. Demons would be one of the first to receive a death penalty verdict as a result of the new statute. They're about to hand this out like candy. This young man is done. Both Mr. Demons and another man, Cortland Henry, are charged with two counts of first-degree murder with a firearm. They had originally told police that the 2018 deaths of Mr. Williams and Mr. Thomas had come about through a drive-by shooting of which they were also victims, but authorities believe the incident was staged in a cold, calculated, and premeditated manner for financial gain. The day after the shooting, Mr. Demons posted on Instagram mourning the loss of his brothers. They took my brothers from me over jealousy. I know y'all watching over me, but in February, he took to the platform again to say he was turning himself into the police, referring to rumors and lies. Says, I want you guys to know I love you and appreciate every single one of y'all. Uh, you, they about to give him the needle. They about to give him the needle. He's getting the needle. So, Florida is not the place to fuck around. Jeez, man. All right. So, I'm going to get a, yeah, demon time. That's real demon time. All right. So, um, yeah, he's, he's stick a fork in that kid. Stick a fork in that kid. Yes. We know little mermaid was a flop. Yes, we know. Yes. So if you care to, to talk movies and stuff, join me in about 30 minutes. I'll be over at red sings the blues. And if it's not too late, I'll come back and we'll do a part two of Travis Rudolph under cross examination, hopefully tonight, if I'm not too tired. So with that being said, I'll catch y'all in about 30 minutes over at Red Sings of Blue. Y'all have a good one. Peace.